Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. It's that time of night. You can't stay up tight. So come and join the people and I'm feeling all right. You run away. Oh, yeah, that's what Ryan would do. Hey, Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker. Ryan's got the day off. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, You know, when I fill in, I always enjoy getting feedback from listeners. So I want to give you my email address if you want to send me an email over uh, at my law firm. My email address is byoung, the letter B-Y-O-U-N-G, at harrisdowell.com, H-A-R-R-I-S, as in Sam, D as in David, O-W-E-L-L. And uh, and Ryan's off, but, you know, he might be listening tonight on FM because, you know, Camo X now is simulcast both on AM and FM. And FM, it's on 98.7. I've been listening on FM now for a couple of weeks, and uh, it sounds fantastic. It sounds just as good as it does when you stream it. So check us out on 98.7 FM uh, if you want to hear Camo X with crystal clear clarity. Sounds great. Hey, before the break, we were talking about the jail riot, the city jail riot. And if you've got some comments, if you watched it, if you've got some thoughts on it, would love to hear it. 314-436-7900. Call or text. Either is fine. So as I was listening today, uh, you know, I mentioned before the break that there was this task force that was started after the February riot where essentially the same thing happened, except in February, the riot took place on the fourth floor. And and at the time, the task force said the way to fix this problem is twofold. First, we need to fix the locks because apparently these locks are old, uh, they don't work, and the prisoners can learn quickly how to jimmy the locks. So they said, we got to fix the locks. Secondly, 
we need to develop a strategy of accountability for the St. Louis jail because it was overseen by Jimmy Edwards, who was the St. Louis uh, City Safety Director. It was also overseen by the Sheriff's Department, by the Marshals, by the Director of Corrections. And so there were too many cooks. There were too many people who were either saying, this is my job or this is not my job. So things were not getting done. And so those were the things that came out of the February uh, task force. Well, guess what? That was on the fourth floor. So, yep, just like a good government bureaucracy, uh, the city fixed the locks on the fourth floor. But apparently it was it didn't occur to anyone. There was no epiphany there that they should also fix the locks on the third floor. So the same prisoners used the same techniques that they used to jimmy the locks on the fourth floor just two months ago and apparently did the same thing on the third floor, which to me is outrageous. I mean, if you're going to fix the locks, fix all the locks. You know, I mean, how hard is this? Uh, it's, it's like if you've got a barn and the horses are in the barn, well, I'm only going to close one door. I'm not going to close them both. And you expect a different result. I mean, it's crazy. It's insanity. And I don't understand why this couldn't get fixed. So one of the members of this task force was Joe Vaccaro. Joe Vaccaro is the ward alderman from the 23rd Ward in the city, and he was on this task force. And he was also on with Charlie Brennan and Amy Mark scores this morning. He had a very long interview, but I cut down this interview to just the best parts so you can hear from Joe Vaccaro from his perspective as being a member of the task force this is his assessment of what happened last night. And, and I can tell you that I was somewhat outraged myself with the conditions going on. And there, there, there's basically a who's who's of power struggle going on in there. You have the sheriff. You have the marshals. You have the jail itself, you know, the head of the jail, Dale Glass. You have different municipalities that have people in there. And you have the police, and it's a virtual who's who. Well, it's not my problem. That's your problem. Well, I'm not going to move them. You move them. And in the meantime, things do get, you know, left out of control. And I can tell you there's been changes. I can tell you that the locks are being fixed even as we speak and have been up on the fourth floor. Like I said, it explains why this is happening on the third floor. I can tell you the trials have resumed. On March the 22nd, you know, jury trials have have come back and uh, they're doing a morning shift and an afternoon shift. Even through all this, you could still have had a trial with by a judge without a jury. Things, things need to change. You know, they have the CJCC, which kind of is supposed to oversee this, but there's no one person in charge. And it's a lot of it. It's not my problem. It's yours. Well, that's the marshal's problem well it's not mine um you know it it seems that we found that people are being held in a holding cell for weeks and these cells are only meant to be for like an overnight stay and there's just one open bathroom in there there's no showers or anything yet my understanding there's a refusal to put them into the system sometimes people are sitting there from another municipality and they don't want to pick them up but there's no one there to say, there's no one 
entity that can say, gee, we're, we're the ones in charge. So do things need to change? Yes. Do, do, is this acceptable to have these kind of where we break the windows out? And that's unacceptable. And, and you know, I think the task force did a, a good job. They talked to them, and, and we're working on changes. You know, there's so much about what Joe Vaccaro said that, that warrants uh, analysis. But what he said right there at the end, that the task force did a good job. Yes, they did. They identified what the problem was, and they gave recommendations on how to fix it. My question, was any of that done? Was any of that done? And, of course, the answer is no. Nothing whatsoever was done. And the only thing that was done was that the locks on the fourth floor were fixed, but apparently the locks on the third floor were not. I mean, come on. The other thing that Joe Vaccaro said was that he named all of these various entities that are supposed to be responsible for the well-being of these prisoners and for the orderly nature of the jail. He named this the CJCC. He named the Marshal Service, the Sheriff Service, and the actual Department of Corrections Service. So why didn't all of the, why aren't all of these groups being held accountable when we have two riots in two months in the St. Louis City? There's so much attention paid to the workhouse, but really what we've got is a colossal problem going on in the city. And not only is it bad for those prisoners, I mean, it puts them in a bad situation. I don't want them treated inhumanely. And I'm not trying to say that they're not uh, culpable here. Uh, They are culpable. If you break out windows and set the building on fire, you need to be held responsible. But we can't expect criminals to act differently than what criminals act. We can't expect that. So we have to prepare for that. But it doesn't appear that the people in charge in the city of St. Louis are doing what needs to be done to make sure that we don't have another riot two months from now. It's outrageous. And not only is it bad for them, it's bad for the city. Because right now, the greatest problem we have in the city of St. Louis is crime. That's what it's what stifles us economically. That's what keeps us down from having uh, uh, conventions come here, from corporations moving here. And when we see that the St. Louis jail has a riot and they set the building on fire twice in two months, that does not help the image for the city of St. Louis and for our region. When we come back from this break, I'm going to play one additional quote for you to show you how inept the leadership is in the city of St. Louis when it comes to running the city jail. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. We'll be right back. Don't just listen to the news. React to it. We are the voice of St. Louis. Everyone is welcome. Groovy music for late night. Thank you there, Mike Anderson, uh, producer extraordinaire. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker. He should be back tomorrow. And, uh, you know, we were talking about what's going on in the city. And one of the things that Joe Vaccaro identified with regard to the city jail is he said that there's all of these different groups that, that no one wants to be in charge. No one wants to take responsibility. Everyone tries to shift the blame. And one of the guys that he mentioned, that Joe Vaccaro mentioned, was the sheriff of the city prison, that's Sheriff Vernon Betts. 
he was on site last night, and one of the TV stations caught up with him and, and asked him a couple of questions, and here was his response to what was going on. About 60 uh, inmates on the third floor who have breached their cell doors, and what you see is what you see. Is any, any guards injured? No, no, as far as I know right now, no guards are injured. Uh, but I think we, got, we may have a couple of injured uh, inmates, and I'm not, I'm not sure just from listening to them holler and all that kind of stuff. Can you yeah. hold on, Sheriff, hold on. Who's in charge right now? Jimmy Edwards has retired. I it's, have no Who's idea. in charge? I, I guess I am. See, you in charge. You in charge. You the sheriff? I guess I am. So who's in charge here? His first response is, I don't know. I don't know who's in charge. And then when he gets pushed on the issue, he says, well, I guess I am. That summarizes the entire problem with the city jail in that one clip that demonstrates what the problem is. Because if no one's going to take responsibility, if no one's going to be be held accountable for what's going on in the city jail, then we're going to continue to have these problems. We're going to continue to have riots. We're going to continue to have prisoners who are being denied their constitutional right to a speedy trial. We're going to have we're going to continue to have these situations where and I I, I don't I, please hear me. I'm not suggesting that these prisoners are not at fault. They're the ones who are intentionally stuffing the toilets with rags and making sure that the water overflows in order to to be able to be moved to a different uh, facility. I mean, a lot of this stuff is their own, but you ex- their own fault. But you expect that. I mean, that's like being shocked when your kid takes eight cookies out of a cookie jar instead of one. That's what kids do, okay? And so to me, it's outrageous that we can't get a system in place to operate this jail in such a way that prisoners don't have access to pipes so they can bust out windows, make makeshift uh, uh, rope ladders out of bed sheets, and set things on fire. I mean, that that to me should be the minimum level uh, of acceptability. And they're not meeting it. They're simply not meeting it. And it's unfortunate because, again, uh, uh, it, it reflects badly on the city. It reflects badly on our region. And <clears throat> I just uh, I just hope that this gets fixed, at least starts going in the right direction when we have a new administration in the city of St. Louis. I don't think it will because the problem is money. And other than the $500 million that the city of St. Louis is going to get uh, from the last COVID relief bill, I don't see how the city is ever going to get out of these financial woes. Because more and more people are going to be leaving the city. More and more companies are going to be leaving the city. Certainly people who are working from home aren't going to be working downtown. There's going to be less revenue from restaurants and venues, less convention revenues. So all of that just, to me, says that there's going to be a spiraling downward of funds available for the city of St. Louis. And if that happens... There's just really no way to come back from that. I'm not saying it's all doom and gloom. What I'm suggesting is is that we can't hire more staff if we don't have a lot of money. Now, I've gotten a few text messages in. Thank you very much. If you want to text in, we certainly would love to hear from you. 314-436-7900. Text or call. A couple of texts here. I disagree with Joe Vaccaro that the committee identified the problems. It identified some of the problems, but not the overriding factors. Yep, you're you're probably right. 
but even the factors that the that the committee identified, the city didn't fix because the main issue is uh, no one's in charge, and everyone thinks they're in charge, but no one takes the responsibility of being in charge. Uh, and uh, and and so a couple of these other text messages, folks are texting in about uh, some of the problems at the jail. You are exactly right. One of the per- one person texted in. The problem is there's no yard or field for the inmates to get exercise. It doesn't how doesn't matter how many locks are repaired. There's some truth to that, but the idea is that those folks aren't supposed to be there for that long, but they are. Part of that is COVID. You can't deal with that. That's an unexpected problem, but still. Uh, we need to get some leadership in there. And that's exactly, I think, what Diana wants to talk about. Hey, Diana, welcome to KMOX. Hey, you, you are doing a good job, although Brian is my number one talk show host. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? Being number two to Ryan, I'll take that any day of the week. Okay. You're, you're good, though. Thank you. So, you're welcome. So, uh, yeah, so... Here's here's what I have been watching and observing in the city of St. Louis government for decades, especially now. There is a lack of leadership. As a matter of fact, the people have been leading themselves. The mayor, I, I must say, and this is nothing personal, but the mayor has been very weak throughout her entire administration. And she had a director of public safety, a chief of police, a sheriff, and no one knows how to manage uh, the incident that happened last night. No one is taking responsibility. Well, you're exactly right. In every situation, the responsibility starts at the top of the ticket. And yes, Lyda Cruzan, if she does not know how to um, manage the city, and that includes the justice system, the justice building, that includes the people and everything, then yeah, it is time for her to go. And we don't need a Lyda Cruzan number two. I, I, I don't live in the city, but I've been observing the two candidates, and I don't think that Kara Spencer. I just don't think that she would be tough enough mm-hmm. to tackle the problems in the city. I'm 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 serious. So Shara Jones really she she has the grit, she has the gut, <laughs> she has the wherewithal to tackle these problems. I mean, St. Louis has some serious problems, and it has has had some serious leadership problems for decades. It has. Hey, Diana, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to cut you off here because we're coming up on a hard break. I got to let you go. But, hey, I appreciate you calling in. We've got some other folks that are hanging on the line. Uh, Please stay there. We'll come back with your calls after this break. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Get the inside story on what's happening with your St. Louis Cardinals this season directly from the Redbirds manager. It's the Mike Schilt Show, Sunday mornings at 10.15, sponsored by Bath Fitter, on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, filling in for Ryan Recker, enjoying every moment of it. Hope you're enjoying your evening, and thanks for staying up late with us this evening. Hey, Jeff's going to be our last caller uh, of the evening. Hey, Jeff, what's on your mind? Uh, just uh, some observations about the the workhouse and the Justice Center downtown. Yes. I think the, the, the activists are trying to get these all shut down one after another. Yeah, well, a- absolutely. That's the ultimate goal is to get all of these prisons shut down, to get it where uh, folks who— uh, are arrested or not kept there. If they're on bail, they're not kept. They're going to be released with on their own recognizance. We saw how that worked out just, what was it, a week ago? There was a guy nationally who was released uh, because of this whole system where we don't want to keep anyone for bail. And uh, and he went out and committed murder while when he should have been kept in jail, but he was released on these new progressive programs, and it resulted in someone dying because of it. So, yes, and, you're exactly right, Jeff. That's the ultimate goal here. Now, now I do agree that the stuff that they that the officials can't control, they should get court cases that they can do mm-hmm. just because of the law and all that stuff. But stuff that's out of their control, I don't think, like the COVID and stuff like that, I, I don't think there's not much they can do, but if there's stuff that they can do to move the process along legally. Well, they, they, they yeah, and Jeff, they have done it. I mean, I pointed out that, that during even during COVID, prisoners had the right to a bench trial, not a right to a, a jury trial, granted, which is what we have a right to under the, under the Constitution. Uh, but even jury trials resumed last month. So hopefully that particular issue is on the road to being resolved. Yeah, well, that's all. Okay. I comment about. Excellent, Thank Jeff. You. Hey, thanks for calling in this evening. Thanks for staying up late with us here on on Camo X. You know, one of the things uh, uh, that you've seen in the media over the past few days, I know you've seen it, is this push 
to have something called bipartisanship, to have something where you can say that both parties have come together to do something in Washington, because that doesn't happen much anymore. And so we've seen this push for bipartisanship. The other thing we've seen is, is that this new, after, after President Biden got his COVID bill passed, that was passed with zero Republican support. So now he's coming forward with this infrastructure bill, a $3 trillion infrastructure bill. I, you know, Listen, I've got a great imagination. I can't imagine $3 trillion. I really can't. And, and it's not getting any bipartisan support. In fact, it's not even giving, getting support from, from all of the Democrats because Democrat Joe Manchin has said he's not going to support it. So putting all of this together, what does this mean? This means that we need to talk to our good friend Rich Rubino to find out what are we doing about bipartisanship? What are we doing about infrastructure bills? Hey, Rich Rubino, uh, thanks for joining us this evening here on Camo X. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, sure. And, uh, hey, I wanted to ask you just a couple of quick questions. Everybody sure. knows uh, Rich Rubino, author of American Politics on the Rocks and the Political Bible of Little Known Facts in American Politics. Uh, hey, during the term of President Trump, there were so many discussions of an infrastructure bill, and yeah. and nothing really came out of it. And uh, uh, but now we're seeing that this is one of President Biden's top priorities. Historically, Rich Rubino, have infrastructure bills been the cornerstone of presidential uh, priorities for a long time? Not usually. Um, I guess probably the closest would probably be Dwight Eisenhower in terms of the uh, interstate highway system. It's one of the things that he's remembered for. But generally speaking, it's kind of, it, while it's, a, it's something that certainly can create jobs, it's something that certainly spends a lot of money, it's not necessarily a sexy issue that presidents tend to have as kind of the flagship issue for, in terms of a legacy. It's not something like, you know, like civil rights or tax cut legislation or something to that effect. It's, but, I, but it is something, obviously, that in terms of how much money that potentially could spend, the president could spend on this, how many jobs potentially could be created, um, it is something that, you know, for example, if he goes for re-election or if somebody or a Democrat or whoever runs in 2020, 2024 can say we created this many jobs and can certainly give credit to the infrastructure package. Yeah, I remember during the beginning of the Obama administration, there was that term shovel ready projects oh, yes. uh, that was thrown around a lot, Rich Rubino. But uh, although I think there was a lot of money thrown at the infrastructure bill, then I'm not sure how many of those were, quote, shovel ready. Yeah, that was certainly, I remember uh, Gary Johnson in one of the debates um, bringing up, and it's coming up, I think he said something to the effect of, um, you know, my, um, I think his, his joke he said, which got thunderous applause, he said, um, my two dogs who created more, or no, that my neighbor's two dogs who created more shovel-ready shovel ready jobs than the Obama administration. <laughs> that was kind of the one thing he's remembered for when he was running in the Republican primary. Eventually he left and became a libertarian, but that's kind of the one line that he was known for. Um, about the certainly the shovel ready uh, making that making that uh, making that stand. Well, the, the the thing to me about at least during the Trump administration and now we're we're trying to move towards this idea of a bipartisan 
infrastructure bill. And and Rich, of course, we're talking to Rich Rubino, author of American Politics on the Rocks. But I wanted to kind of lead this into a conversation about bipartisanship, because we're hearing that now with regard to the Biden infrastructure bill. And, you know, bipartisanship is thrown around in Washington, I think, uh, more often than used face masks. But but, <laughs> pres- but President Biden's most recent bill, uh, the COVID relief bill, passed with no Republican support. And now President Biden is floating this $3 trillion infrastructure plan. And uh, Republican Senator Roy Blunt today, even from Missouri, said that the that the bill uh, uh, should come under $700 billion if it wants to pass with bipartisan support. So what's this allure of bipartisanship and uh, and how has legislation without bipartisan support fared, you know, historically? Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, it's always, first of all, when you take bipartisan support, oftentimes there's minor pieces of legislation that will get almost unanimous support. Um, for example, if you're naming if you're naming um, a post office or naming a courthouse rather after after a federal official or a state official at the local level, that stuff gets unanimous, almost unanimous. Sometimes it'll actually be unanimous vote, and they won't even actually have to vote. But just the speaker will say, you know, all in favor, and everyone will say in favor, and then they'll say all opposed. Um, it's interesting. There was the um, the sex trafficking bill. Mm-hmm. Um, that's now become a, become um, be, it's now become part of the mainstream media because in part Congressman Gates was the only person to oppose it, saying that he <laughs> thought it was it was, had too much government at the time. But this was something that literally passed with one pe- with one congressman voting against it and garnered almost no attention nationally. But what happens is it used to be the exact opposite. You go back to folks like the Medicare legislation, you had support mm-hmm. with Republicans and Democrats. When Johnson signed the civil rights legislation in 64, then the Voting Rights Act in 65, he did it with Repub- with the vast majority Republican support. He worked with Everett Dirksen from Illinois, who was the House Senate Minority Leader who supported it. And at the time, though, parties were based more on region than they were on ideology. Um, so as a result, you had Southern Democrats and Western Republicans like Barry Goldwater opposed to it, and Johnson worked with Northern and Midwestern Democrats like Hubert Humphrey, as well as Northern Republicans like Jacob Javits from New York, for example. So it was a very weird, different coalition. Now that the parties have become more and more ideologically homogeneous, there are very few conservative Democrats and almost no liberal Republicans. Um, so it's become, it's become extremely hard to try to work with somebody across the aisle. Bill Clinton's first budget in 1993, no Republicans in the House voted for it, no Republicans in the Senate, for example, but he was able to get it through. And he actually lost some Democrats, like Sam Nunn from Georgia, for example, Richard Shelby mm-hmm. at the time. Um, so we really, when Barack Obama, you know, when he would try, when he to try to get some of his legislation through, he had a couple that he could work with. He had, he had Susan Collins at the time. He had Olympia Snow. He had Alan Specter. But that was really about it. Um, so we've got a time right now where there are very, there's very few pieces of major legislation where Republican will actually go over and support Joe Biden. On the other side, there are very few Democrats. Joe Manchin is, you know, the man in the middle, probably the most important person in he the history is. of the United States Senate, because everything comes down to where does Joe Manchin stand on this? Where does he stand on that? Where does he stand on this? Um, you know, he can really place his cards right. He can bring a lot of largesse for the state of West Virginia. Yes, he he is he is the most important guy in the Senate oh, right yeah. now. And and just briefly, because we only have a little over a minute left. Rich Rubino, of course, the author of American Politics on the Rocks. Uh, but one of the things that, that came up I wanted to get your quick perspective on is, is that we're hearing a lot about the filibuster. But then when we look at the, at the last COVID bill that passed with no Republican support, uh, they passed it through a process called reconciliation. Yep. What, what is reconciliation? 
Well, so essentially, under the current Senate rules, um, you really, in order to get something passed, you really need 60 votes, not 50 votes. In the House, you need, if you can get 218 votes, something passes. That's the, that's the majority. Then it goes to the United States Senate. In the Senate right now, essentially, somebody can essentially, it used to be called the talking filibuster, but essentially you can delay the vote. Um, and then you can, you can just delay the vote. You can keep on, you know, delaying it and delaying it. And eventually the vote does not, eventually there is not a vote on a piece of legislation. What, the, what you can do if you do, what, what, the, what you can do to, to, to stop the filibuster is what's called cloture. And cloture is essentially a process just saying we're going to stop the filibuster. And if that happens, then it goes to an immediate vote. Now, reconcilia- now reconciliation, what that is, it's a, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, some, it used to be somewhat obscure. It was something that Joe Biden used in his COVID relief package. Basically says you can do it with 50 votes instead of 60 votes. It's a so-called nuclear option. And the problem when you do that sometimes is you, is you, you it becomes very off-putting to the opposite party. And as a result, you have, um, you have very, there's very little incentive. Hey, hey Rich, I'm sorry to cut you off, my friend, but we're, we're coming up it. on a hard break. Rich Rubino, author of American Politics on the Rocks. Thanks for joining us this evening on KMOX. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Hey, we'll be right back. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Hey, welcome back to Overnight America. Thanks for staying up late with us tonight. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan. Hey, Ryan should be back tomorrow. And listen, if you just can't get through an evening without your Ryan fix, you can always, always catch him on Facebook at Ryan Wrecker Radio. You can find him on Facebook just to get your daily Ryan Wrecker fix. And if you do go on there, you'll get to see Ryan when he went on 97.1 last week and you know, he, he, I guess he didn't realize he was on radio, but he was also doing a video part and he was wearing some kind of a, some jeans that were actually sweatpants and he was showing them off on his Facebook page. And I, I, I really didn't need to see his pants, honestly, didn't need to see that. But listen, uh, it was certainly entertaining and you can check that out uh, at Facebook on Ryan Wrecker Radio. The other thing that I want you to check out this week, if you don't check out anything else, is, you know, we've got this rover on Mars. It's called Perseverance. It landed last month. And to me, the coolest part of this, I mean, the absolutely coolest part of this rover being on Mars is one of the components. It's called Ingenuity. It's a helicopter. We've never had a helicopter fly on another planet ever. At least, well, if you ask Dr. Michael Lynch, he'll say it happens all the time. But other than that, we've never, because <laughs> I don't think we've had, but this will be the first time that a helicopter has, has flown on another planet. Powered flight. And so the, the science that went into making this helicopter is astounding. It's astounding. This thing only weighs in at four pounds. But what's cool about this is, is that the Martian atmosphere is essentially 1% of Earth's. Now, let me break this quickly down for you. On Earth, a helicopter generally can't fly above 10,000, 12,000 feet. That's about the highest you can fly a helicopter. That's why when people are climbing Mount Everest and they get stranded, you can't just fly up there with a helicopter 
and rescue them because they're higher than what helicopters can go. But the Martian atmosphere, even on the surface of Mars, is the equivalent of about uh, 200,000 feet up in the Earth's atmosphere. No helicopter can fly at that altitude. Why? Because the air is so thin that you can you can have those blades going around as much as you want, but it just won't lift anything. There's not enough air. So the geniuses, and I'm not using that term loosely, the geniuses at NASA figured out that they could use two blades on this helicopter and spin them at such a speed that they can actually achieve flight. And that's going to happen on on Thursday, April the 8th. Thursday, April the 8th. Make sure that you check that out because that will be the first time that any helicopter or plane or any powered flight has happened on another planet. And the coolest part is the helicopter has a little tiny piece of the Wright Brothers aircraft sewn in to that helicopter to commemorate such a historic flight. That's supposed to happen on April the 8th, and it may make up to five flights during the month of April, so make sure that you check that out. It's going to be a really, really cool thing to watch because it's never happened before. Hey, Brad Young sitting in this week for Ryan Recker, or at least tonight for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. Tune in tomorrow. Ryan should be back in the big chair. Until then, keep listening to KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.